His will for your life. With Cherie Harris, this is your weekly Wednesday 7 p.m. podcast. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah 29. Informative, hot topic, testimony, interviews, along with your weekly guests and more. And now here's your host, Cherie Harris. Welcome to His Will for Your Life podcast. We're glad that you're with us today. And um, I have with me two special guests. That's Christina Calloway and Nancy Smith. And I'm going to read their bio so you'll know a little more about them. And so I have Coach Christina Calloway, a native of Athens, Georgia. Coach Christina was a nationally ranked uh, competitive gymnast for over 10 years. Today, she is a gymnast director and coach. She is also certified personal development and executive life coach with a BA degree, leadership studies with a dual concentration in human behavior and organizational development from Piedmont College. Like many athletes, Coach Christina loved her sport. However, as she advanced to higher level skills, she experienced the frustration of fear and mental blocks. She worked with some coaches who were extremely patient and others who weren't so much. What Coach Christina has developed over the years is a technique that helps all athletes, regardless of the sport, overcome their fears and break through the mental blocks more convenient, confident than ever. You may contact Coach Christina by email at Christina at ChristinaCC.com or reach her at 706-901-7496 or visit her website at www.christinacc.com. And we have Nancy Smith, born and raised in Columbus, Georgia, but lived many years in Anchorage, Alaska. Is a born again believer, mother, singer, songwriter, music director, worship leader, and she's trying her hand at the bass guitar. She has traveled all over the U.S. and abroad to minister in song. She has been in the music ministry for over 25 years and loves people traveling, reading, and writing poetry. And so I'm going to welcome now Christina. Hello. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I won't complain. How was your day? It was good, a little chilly, but hey, I'll take it. (laughs) That's good, that's good. So our topic today is let others be real so that they can heal part two. It's a part two because we received so many 
text messages, emails, phone calls um, to have this topic again. This was our very first topic, very um, the episode one, which we're still in, but it was the first one. So um, season one, episode one. So this was taking place on January 6th. And so now here it is, February 3rd. Um, and so we, we're going to offer this up again. So Nancy is going to join us shortly, but okay. she was originally on the first episode and um, she was requested back um, for this topic. That's good. So, yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you for saying yes. So we invited you because you have experience in this area and um, we want to let people know that it's okay not to be okay, right? It's definitely okay. Yeah. So I know I read your bio. Would you like to share anything else outside of this bio? I know that you are a born again believer. Uh, yes, definitely. Sure, I can. Um, so as as you mentioned, I've been involved in gymnastics and that sport pretty much all my life as a competitor and now as a coach and as a um, director. And so working with female athletes and um, helping them to overcome their fears and mm -hmm. actually helping them, working with them in terms of eating disorders. Unfortunately, I have seen that. Mm -hmm. But also on a personal level, I, um, when I, not as a gymnast, I actually cheered at the University of Georgia, and that is when I developed an eating disorder. Oh, wow. And yes, and it wasn't until later on that I even um, going through dealing with that, that I learned that an eating disorder is actually connected to the mental disorder. Mm -hmm. And so the, the whole thing with me and the eating disorder and then subsequently some other things that transpired through my life. I actually um, was married and I'm uh, divorced. Um, it's been several years, over a decade now that I was divorced, but even going through that whole um, experience, um, I actually even attempted suicide after that. So there was a whole nother aspect of um, a mental disorder. So this topic is very much needed and I do have some experience <laughs> with it. personal experience as well as helping others to deal with the different aspects of it and just being able to talk with um, the listeners and then the whole part of being single and going through the pandemic. Yes. Um, I'm actually a COVID-19, COVID with pneumonia 19 survivor. Oh wow. Yes, and so um, being able to relate to being single and going through the pandemic mm -hmm. and what that does to your mental psyche. So I'm actually glad that you are having this topic and that you have invited me because, um, and being a person of faith mm -hmm. and what people tend to think about that and how, um, whether or not it you can be a Christian and is that, are you truly a Christian with, and, and can you have a mental disorder and be a true Christian or be truly saved and, mm -hmm. and all of that. So just having this sort of a dialogue with you and with your listeners. Yes. Um, so thank you for, for, for doing part two. <laughs> thank you. Yes. That's, that's one of the issues where people feel that they can't speak this in the church. Um, church is a hospital. Um, I've been in church um, since I was maybe eight. 
been saved since I was 15. Um, and so we, we, we go through real life issues, right? Um, but we do feel that, you know, sometimes you can't share what you're really going through at church without feeling ashamed. Um, it's frowned upon, if you will, um, in some churches. Um, I, where I come from, I didn't, I didn't have that. Um, but I hear other people who have, you know, they don't feel like they can speak uh, to their pastor. They don't feel like they can speak to a leader in the church or even speak to a brother and sister in Christ. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so they hold this in. And then so they are they're really dying inside because they have no way to let this out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. even even in the last podcast, you know, they wouldn't put it in the comments, but they would text it. They yes. would send an email. And so it's, it's needed that, you know, we are suffering. It is. And I think for, you know, some people would probably say, oh, my gosh, she's so transparent with sharing about all the things that I just shared, you know, having um, an eating disorder, you know, and having, you know, attempted suicide and then having, you know, now having COVID. My thing is when God delivered. This is my personal opinion. When God delivered me through all the things that he has delivered me through, he didn't do that for me. He did that so that I might be able to help someone else, that my life is is a testimony. All of the characters in the Bible, he went and chose them so that they could be a witness for others. So if my life is not a witness, then what is my life for? Mm-hmm. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. If, it, if it's not to glorify and edify God or his people, then what am I here for? Exactly. He didn't He didn't bring me through all of that just so that I could be the bump on the law or so that I could keep my mouth closed. It's so that I, and I don't do it to, to brag about myself. I don't, I, I open my mouth and I share it because there could be someone watching today or when this is later broadcast and they might be on the verge of, I can't take this pandemic anymore. I can't take this anymore. And they might be thinking, I'm just going to end it or the pain, or I'm going through a divorce and the pain is just so intense. I can, the only way that I can escape it is so that I can just not be here anymore. That could be their train of thought. Or it could be a, a female or a male that could just, you know, not have really good body image um, of themselves and just think, okay, I'm just going to starve myself or I'm just not going to eat anymore so that I can look a certain way so that people can think a certain way about me. Yes. yes. But I'm here to let them know that's not it. It's it's other things. It's, it's what God sees you as God says that I'm the apple of his eye. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Like that's, I truly understand now that I am the apple of his eye. I mean, I am his favorite child. I mean, I'm sorry that you all have to hear that. I am his favorite. And so that's, you know, I now have a healthier image of myself. It took a while for me to to get there, but I do understand that now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so these conversations, and so for me to not share my testimony is robbing God of the blessing of where he brought me from. Mm Yes, I, I I like that that you talk about transparency because I think that's what's helpful, you know, especially from leaders, especially from seasoned Christians, if you will, that we have our moments. Um, like you said, you were you you know the Lord, you're His favorite, but yet you wanted to commit suicide, you know, and so we all felt like that, 
You know, we've all put our dress out or our suit out, you know, and, 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 and preparing a note. We've all done that. Some people have done that um, and, and, and share that. And um, I think that's helpful when they do, you know, but we do have an anchor. Um, and so if we're rooted and grounded in the word and with God, it helps, you know, and the thing is not to get out when we're feeling that way is to stay, to stay, remain, you know, because when we remain, that's where we gather our strength. But some people don't feel that way, you know, no. they're overwhelmed and bombarded. So speak some more on that of, of transparency. Sure, absolutely. So it's like... Um, just understanding the relationship that I have with him and understanding that even though that I am a Christian, I am his favorite child, mm -hmm. that it doesn't exempt me from the, the, the things, the troubles that I will go through. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to have troubles, but troubles won't have me. Yes. And I just have to understand and put my trust and my faith in in God. And mm -hmm. it's not all the time easy. I you know, when when I'm having things coming at me from the left and from the right and mm -hmm. it is not going to be easy. And it's someone who is who does who has struggled with um mental illness because mm -hmm. it's something that is a daily struggle. It's not something that you that you will get over it is something that you have to lean on God and say, and, and I do claim my healing from it every day. Um, and, but I do understand that it is, it is a, not just a daily renewal of the mind, but there are moments when it is literally a minute by minute renewal of the mind mm -hmm. um, because it just depends on what's going on. And yes. sometimes I think that we as Christians can get too deep in God's word mm -hmm. where we are so heavenly minded to win the earthly good. Yes, yes. God is not that deep. He really is not. We, that we just have to understand that we need him. He wants us to need him like innocent children. Mm -hmm. And so when, when I become very simplistic like that with him and just saying, you know, like I'm having the conversation with you and with your listeners, God, I need you right now. Yes. You know, it, I'm struggling right now with this. Like when I was going through the pandemic, um, at first I was like, oh, I need a break. I think like we all did because we were just going and going and going. So when the, when the break came, uh -huh. it was just like, oh, I needed this. I'm okay. And then at one point I was like, Am I, I, I'm too comfortable being okay. <laughs> and, then, and then it got really where I was missing my family, like just being able to go and like see my mom. Yes. And then it was just, okay, I was crying. My, I was literally crying for the world. Mm. And then God, God and I started having some really deep conversations. And I just said, my heart hurts. Like mm -hmm. you're hurts like wow. this is not how you meant for this to be uh -huh. and god like forgive us like forgive us for this because this is not what this you don't you don't mean for us to be it's not healthy for us to be a part like this uh -huh. and i understand that this is going to be for a season for us to turn our hearts toward you uh -huh. but it really did it really did play on my mind and i had yes. to like literally get out of the house uh -huh. of, of outside of my walls so right. that i could be out in open space so that i could feel like i was i know this sounds weird but i had to get outside of my house so i could feel closer to god <laughs> wow yeah uh, that's interesting 
you know, and sometimes we do need to get outside of the atmosphere that we are in. Um, mm -hmm. so here for him, you know, yes. go for, well, I did like to go for a walk or, you know, just sit in my car and park somewhere and pull over and just talk to him, cry if I have to, scream to the yes. top of my lungs um, just to feel close to him. You know, I have a prayer room um, and always have, but sometimes I need to go outside of that just to, just to feel him. Um, because he's everywhere. Everywhere. Know, have a place, you know, set aside for him. Mm -hmm. um, but I also like driving. I think driving um, is, is awesome too. When you're driving and you're just listening to him and you're talking to him. Mm -hmm. Choose to put on music, worship music and blast it. You can do that as well. But we mm -hmm. need a place where we can heal. And whatever that place is, that's the place that we need to seek. Um, Correct. I know during the earlier part of the pandemic, the the silence was so deafening. Like the silence was just so loud that it was deafening. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my goodness. It was just, I remember at night laying in my bed and there was no cars going up and down. There was, it was nothing. And then I was like, this is not right. But then in the morning, when the morning came, mm. I could hear the birds. Yes. They were so loud and they were so happy. It was just like, there's nothing here in our way. We can sing. And so the difference between um, the night and the day was just so different. And so then I started tuning in a lot to just listening to God and what, what the difference between the night and the day and just hearing what that meant. Uh -huh. And then, you know, it came over, then we switched over from the pandemic and it bled into um george floyd okay yes 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 and how that that emotional and mental turmoil that i went through with that it was just the heaviness of it yeah that you know, differently um completely and not that all the others didn't matter it was something about this one where I was just vexed in my spirit. And I'm like, I'm yes. not supposed to feel this way, but that one hurt. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And just the weightedness of that on me from a mental and emotional, I was mentally exhausted by that time. I had gone through Kobe, who was my favorite athlete. I had gone through Kobe. I had gone, you know, the, the pandemic, the whole, the, the, the whole thing of the pandemic, the separation from people, uh -huh. family, and now George Floyd. Yes. And then, so it was, okay, God, what's going on? Now that we are almost a year into this, mm -hmm. it was the whole revelation of the stripping away of entertainment, mm -hmm. stripping away of our dependence on like science, medicine, uh -huh. and then the exposure of the racial injustice and the, so it was just a whole thing of God just turning our attention back to him. Yes. yes. Where it needed to be. Uh -huh. And like mentally that was just, you know, it was just kind of like at a point where it, my mind was just like, I, I just need some clarity, but it's just like what you said. I find my peace in, um, like music mm -hmm. and just the calming of um, what that brings. And yeah. so I would find myself going to sleep, listening to uh, 
going to sleep and waking up listening. I had my my, my Pandora set on um, Anthony Evans. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because <laughs> I just really love his voice. And so, yeah. And then I have the Abide app. I don't know if you're, are you familiar with the Abide? Okay, so on the Abide app, um, mm-hmm. it's like a Bible app. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually, at night, it'll let you pick... Um, like a, a devotion okay. to go to sleep with, oh. and it, and the people who talk on it, they um, they actually have very calm, soothing voices. Yes, and it'll let you pick. It, they'll start out telling a story on a particular scripture or whatever the subject title is. Mm-hmm. Pick that, and you it'll let it play like eight hours long. Wow. And they'll just keep talking, and you don't even realize it's put you to sleep. So it helps you like relax your mind and um, yes. like decompress and just get into a relaxed state. Because that's one thing about mental illness; you, it keeps you. Um, um, it just kind of keeps you in this state. Your mind never gets to a point where it'll rest and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And, or get into that REM sleep mm-hmm. and then that has all like the negative effects like on your other organs and that sort of thing but yes. that app really helps you to get in that peaceful area say that app again for the abide a-b-i-d-e abide okay and you can find that on um, Android um and- it, it, well i downloaded it um I have an iPhone, so I just you can go into your Google store or or your um, I, and the Apple store and download it. It does have a free version, so that people are aware of that. It has a free version. I did pay for the subscription because I thought it was worth it. It lets you. It opens up other parts, obviously, when you pay for it. Mm-hmm. But um, it, the the free version works fine. Okay, that's mm-hmm. awesome because I know I have a Bible app that I will let scriptures play, and they have the dramatized version. Um, so I like I like that part, you know. Mm-hmm. So that helps me to to calm my spirit as well, you know? mm-hmm. and it helps when you you can't you don't feel like reading, um, mm-hmm. but, you want, but when you want the word, and so you can get the word in that way. There's yes. also um, on YouTube where they play songs throughout the night um, or repeating scriptures that can also be helpful. I've, I've utilized those as well. Um, yes, we can we can get it, you know, and then without us being in church. People are really, really struggling, and so these these apps would um, be very um, vital. Um, yes. To to their growth and staying connected to God. Yes, it 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 is one of the things that I have found to be um, very helpful too. A lot of the churches have pivoted to be on you know online virtual, mm-hmm. and the the I know that in the very beginning churches were really unsure of how that was going to work, and I know for me personally it has really been helpful because I can go the way that the one the churches that I actually watch um, virtually they stagger they don't happen at the exact same time. And so I can actually catch them live, mm-hmm. um, one right after the other. Awesome. And I actually um, have learned about some new churches that I otherwise would not have known about because um, they're not in my area. Like they're both of them are um, up north, and I would have never known about these churches um, prior to the pandemic. Um, 
but for that so um and they've really gotten um very creative in terms of the things that they they do they offer some um group settings outside of the traditional sunday time and um so that's been very helpful too and so um i would just encourage any of the listeners who haven't really found um you know the a, a church that they can be a part of there's so many of them that are out there that um that they can join in on there are so many churches and then there aren't so many churches that's true there are so many churches you know that push profit pr you know OFIT instead of you know the profit you know um and so people are just in limbo they don't yeah. know who to trust where to get the word from where to get strengthened from um but then there's the aspect of leaders are struggling as well they are but they cannot be transparent and, and, and that, that yeah i do want us to talk about the um the the transparency and um why people feel like it's you know that it's not okay or that they struggle with being transparent because of the feeling possibly of people are going to judge them or maybe it could be their work situation if they are transparent um i know that i've heard some people say that if the people where they work knew these things about them that their job could be in jeopardy and that that's a real thing um uh-huh. and that's most unfortunate because yeah. the inability for individuals that to have the freedom uh-huh. to be able to share uh-huh. where their struggles are especially um people of faith yeah allowed yes. to be able to do that is what keeps them and keeps us in bondage. Mm-hmm. And I would just encourage anyone who's listening or anyone who's watching this of someone who has come to you, who has confided in you and you know that you can be that safe place for them, mm-hmm. be that safe place for them. Yes, yes. If you feel that God called you to um start a group um to be um like start a light um to start um a Facebook group or some type of group uh-huh. you don't don't feel like cuz me as a as a confidence coach I'm not a therapist I'm not licensed to diagnose anyone uh-huh. um or anything like that I'm not operating outside of what I have the experience to do neither should anyone else unless you have the credentials to do that and that is not what I'm encouraging what I am encouraging is since we are called if if we are truly called to go ye therefore uh, yeah. um, then we need to be about that and creating a safe place for someone else just share your story if god has delivered you and brought you from a place where you once wanted to harm yourself and you're not there anymore be that that's what i'm doing i'm just telling my story i'm telling from where god has brought me I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I'm not saying that I don't stumble, but what I am saying is I don't want to kill myself anymore. And that is a big deal because anybody out there that's watching or listening, if you are in that place right now, 
or recently come from that place, mm -hmm. you know what I'm talking about. You know how difficult that is. Mm -hmm. And for me to be able to tell you that right now, that even if I have a low day, I'm never going to be so low where I will ever want to take my life again. Mm. So if you are that person, then share your story. Mm. Trust that God will protect you and he will put a hedge of protection around you. That no matter what you are fearful of by being transparent, God's got your back. Yes. He's yes. not going to let you. He wants you to shout it from the rooftop so that you can help someone else to be able to get past that point because you know what it feels like to be there. We, we all know what it feels like to be there. Or if you don't have good body image and you're out there, you're taking laxatives or you're throwing up so mm. that you get a certain size mm -hmm. or you just don't, when you look in the mirror, what you, what you, if you don't look in the mirror and see that I am the apple of God's eye, or if you can't look in the yes. mirror and say that I love you, that's not what God desires for you. He mm -hmm. wants you to see yourself as he sees you. Mm -hmm. You are his favorite child. And mm -hmm. if you can't say those things to yourself, God wants you to be able to say those things to yourself. Yes. 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 We have um, Nancy joining us now. Oh, good. Yes. Hi, everybody. Hi, Hi. Nancy. Hello. How are you? I'm I'm wired. <laughs> it has been such a day, I tell you. That's but awesome. I'm here. But I'm here. <laughs> I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad mm -hmm. that you're here. Um, so we were talking about being transparent. And I often say, you know, what we go through is not necessarily for us. It is for others. You know, right. so we have to feel um, unashamed so that we can share our story and then others need to allow us to tell our stories without being ashamed absolutely because you know? we all have a story we all have chapters hey right um, right and we have stories that some people don't know and some do right yes so feel free to jump in well, all of my all of my stuff is out. <laughs> yes, stuff is out. Yeah, I'm a very transparent person. I was I'm yes, a you are. kid. Yes, you and are. And I, I learned a long time ago. I believed the Bible when it said we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of yes, our testimony. Yes. So I've never had a problem, especially when I received deliverance from God or healing or that or he just got me out of that stupid situation mm -hmm. that I put myself yes. in. Yes. I've mm -hmm. never had a problem sharing my stuff mm. because it, it helped other people. What I have learned over the years is that the people that it bothers the most are people that want to either hide what they've been through or they're not free enough to share mm -hmm. what God has, even when they're not in that situation anymore. Everybody don't know what a testimony is. Some people mm -hmm. think it's getting up, telling all the <laughs> business. <laughs> yes. But you know, it's, it's about telling, you know, what God has done for you and where he's brought you from. And I think that um, we could reach more people if we were more transparent and more open. Yes. I'm more mm -hmm. apt to receive from somebody who's been through something then, mm -hmm. or, or that doesn't mind because I know you've been through something exactly. so let, let me rephrase it I'm more apt to receive from somebody that doesn't mind sharing where they've been exactly because it lets me know that you're a real person and that yeah. I can trust you yes if you if you're getting up and all you're doing is preaching to me and all your life you've been good I don't trust you. <laughs> I don't that's trust that's you. Side eye, right? You know what I'm saying? I give mm -hmm. you the side eye. I don't trust you. So yeah, we we need to be open and transparent and tell these women and 
and and men and young children, whatever the scenario or the situation is that you can make it. Because let me tell you what God brought me through. Girl, let me tell you what I used to do. Guess what? I, guess how? Let me tell you how I got out of this abuse relationship. Let yes. me tell you how I fell in love with this man that was way too old for me. And I just defied my parents because I thought I was in love. Some young girl that's going through something like that needs to hear it so yes. they can know I don't have to stay here. Exactly. exactly. You understand what I'm saying? So, yeah, yes. transparency is uh, number, it's very high on my list. Mm -hmm. Amen. Right. Yeah. So you're here for the last, um, let people, let others be real so that they can heal. And right. so thus we're having part two. Why do you think that? Why did you think others wanted to have a part two of this? Uh, probably because they heard something that made them feel free to, to be able to share. If you're talking about people that were listening to it. Mm -hmm. um, I know we had some questions and, and um, just people wanting the opportunity to be free because you can't even really be free in a lot of churches right now, mm -hmm. you know, which we don't say that we don't do that, mm -hmm. you know, so when you create platforms like this, it gives people the opportunity to be transparent and open and a platform for freedom. Right. Which because we need. Right. We need that balance. We need it. Everything is not churchy, churchy, churchy. You know? Right. Right. We have, we have struggles. Yes, we do. And um, as you guys often hear me say, every pastor needs a pastor. Every uh, counselor needs a counselor. We can't just take all this in and not have an outlet. Right. Absolutely. Right? Because I take on a lot. Um, I hear a lot of people's stories. You know, I'm going to be fat when I leave here in the grave. It's going to be a lot of stories. Um, but people know that they can come to me and, and share their stories, but also get the help that they need. But I have sense enough to know that I can't reach everybody. And so that's right. why we have this platform. That's why I refer them out to those who are certified in those areas. You know, every yeah. pastor may not be certified to deal with mental illness or to deal with the struggles that some people are having because some pastors or leaders have never experienced what they have experienced. Right. You know, I know pastors who, who, who never experienced drugs, who never experienced, you know, a divorce, who never experienced abuse or, tra or trauma. Mm -hmm. So somebody that can relate, relate, excuse me, to everybody. Amen. Yeah. And so that's why this platform is here. So every week there's a different guest. So you can reach people I can't. Right. Certainly. Yes. Absolutely. So we, I have here, um, I have written down spirit of shame. Mm -hmm. I have down here spirit of shame because when we go to individuals in the church, everything is not spiritual. I, I don't think. Um, in terms of when somebody is dealing with something. Yes, we, we can pray with them. We can hold their hand. We can give them the word. But they also need professional help. Right. Especially with mental illness mm -hmm. uh, going on right now. And I know none of you are certified to speak on that. But mental illness is real. Um, and so we're going to talk about that in this podcast. Um, I believe in March that we're going to have someone speaking on this issue who's a professional in that um, in that area as well as a believer. And so they do go hand in hand. So we're not going to erase that God can't help. God can. The word can. The word can heal, heal us. Um, but the key is, do we want to be healed 
Um, yeah. How do we get healed? We should be able to speak about it. And if yes. we're not able to speak about it, then we're self-inflicting ourselves. Amen. And, and, and we're going to be held accountable for not allowing others to speak, I believe. Correct. Amen. Yeah, Amen. I agree with that. Amen. Yes. Um, I also have um, other struggle with being honest. You know, um, like you said, no one won't share the fact that they've been through an abuse. They make others think, no, I had it all together. Um, especially those who may have wanted to commit suicide. We act like, no, I've never experienced that. You're on an island by yourself um, when they're, they're actually aren't you know, on an island by themselves. We just have to be transparent. We have to be truthful. And that's why we have this this platform so that they can see that even though we love the Lord, even though we're we're God's favorite, um, we still experience uh, difficulties. We, yeah. we experience life uncertainties, right. right? We experience death. Um, we experience um, any type of loss we, we have experienced. But when we act like we haven't been through anything, that's that's hard on those who are seeking our help. Amen. And I you know, um, no, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. No, <laughs> I've been here a while. You go ahead. <laughs> you know, um, I think I want. I thought about the flip side of people being open and honest. Sometimes church people can be the most judgmental people Ooh, on earth, and so mm. sometimes people are afraid mm -hmm. to be open because what you what i you know like if you're any kind of leader and you're in front of people all the time and they find out something that you might be have gone through or are going through uh -huh. you know people you know they they side eye you and they don't want to receive from you so we we've got to learn and i'm saying we've because i'm a part of the body yes um, but, but not necessarily that's my stance but people i'll say this people have got to learn how to be forgiven and have mm open ears uh -huh. to hear to hear the real yes. we've, been we've been hearing churchy rhetoric and 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 we've been hearing the churchy for so long uh -huh. that when when somebody real shows up on the scene and says what it is uh -huh. we don't we don't do that we even pull them to the side and tell them just like i won't call no name of church denomination but you can't get the person in the building they the first time in the building they don't know y'all don't wear pants you're trying to get them saved you know but the first sunday you pulling them over to the side whispering in their ear mm -hmm. saying, you know we don't wear pants and they never show up they never come back because mm -hmm. you didn't give them jesus you gave them you mm -hmm. you know what i mean policies and procedures yeah first yeah. yeah and and if something is wrong with whatever you fill in the blank when you give them Jesus, the more they learn Jesus, the more they know Jesus, that stuff is going to start shedding and falling off anyway. Uh -huh. So, you know, give them love, give them Jesus, be open to hear, you know, just accept it's, it's age old, accept people where they are Please. so they can feel like they have a place. Please. We're talking about kingdom, 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 kingdom. But yeah. how is a kingdom if you're not embracing people and kingdom can be clicky? Yes, yes. If I'm not like you. Mm -hmm. I'm a host. No, 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 no. Stay right there. Stay right there. You know? It I can mean, be if I don't embrace you, then I'm not one of you, and that's not cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is, and, and I find a lot of that. 
you know, and that's Me why too. people are easy to slip in and out of church because they're not a part of right a group right. or a, a circle, if you will. And so no one knows when they're not there or when they're not, you know, right. they, they haven't shown up, you know. Because um, the door becomes a revolving door. Exactly. Right. You just revolve right on back out of it because who's going to do that? Exactly. Right. You know, the, the word says the tradition of man makes the God, makes the word of God to no effect. Because yes. we're worried about policies and procedures. And, and the last time I checked, the kingdom of God doesn't have all that. Come as you are. Exactly. exactly. Just, Lord, have mercy. And, and we have to allow people to come as they are. This is where they get cleaned up. Because the word is going to do the job. You know, we well, just, if it's effective, it should. Mm -hmm. Okay. Jesus said, bring in the fishes and he'll clean them, right? So we, we, we the fish come in and clean them up. But we can't we can't do that if we're judgmental. You know, right. anybody ever caught a, a, a fish that had perfume on it? Because the fish I smell, they don't smell good. They right. Exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's exactly. it. That's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. that's, that's it. You know, so I just the other thing too, while Nancy was speaking, that that made me think about it too, in terms of people coming to the church and and want and being transparent or or discussing like they thought about committing suicide and that sort of thing. I can remember growing up as a child, uh -huh. hearing the you know the grownups during that time saying, "Oh, anyone who commits suicide is gonna burn in hell." And then as I became an adult and could read and get an understanding of the Bible myself, I still haven't found that yet. Yes. Right. Yes. And and that's the problem that we're having. And, and this is why I believe God has this platform. Because you hear me talk about the formalities, right? We right. do a lot of clicheing, right? We have a lot of cliches. We speak on a lot that God actually really didn't say. No. <laughs> you're going on thinking, okay, this is what the word says when this isn't. This is what your denomination considered to be holy or unholy right. now having said that god does not desire that we do that however if that was being said to put fear in people so that they you know to combat mental illness during that time uh -huh. it certainly was an effective way because to your point of drawing people into church i don't know that that's a really good way to draw people into church by Amen. fear yeah. you know what i'm saying i, I right. from what i'm gathering from me reading the Bible and having communion with God, it is done in love. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's more appealing for me to know that the God that I serve loves me and desires good for me. Yeah. That in and of itself, to be told that is more of me wanting not to harm myself than, oh, if you do that, you're gonna open your eyes in hell. Um, Right now, the pain that I'm feeling hell right now might feel good. Right. Come on. Yes. Come on. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So if, if you're trying to help a person who right now is in so much pain mm -hmm. and they're and they're contemplating checking out, you might push them to do it with that. That's so right. that's not a good that's not a good method in terms of deterring someone who's having those thought processes. I'm that's just right. saying that yeah. might be a you might want to go the route that Jesus went in terms of coming at it from a place of love. Yes. I love you. I desire good things for you. I want, you know, if, if someone's hearing that, I, you're the apple of my eye type mm -hmm. of things as opposed to the other. I don't know. Maybe I'm just trying to keep it too simple. I don't know. 
No, and that's all it takes. We need to know that there is someone who loves us unconditionally. Someone lo right. who loves us through our faults, right? Yes. Um, I wrote on uh, my blog um, actually yesterday where um, my son was being extremely disobedient. And so I was like, I'm about to take his phone and I'm going to send him to his room. And I sent him to his room and the Holy Spirit checked me. God was like, off. Mm, oof. Offer him the same forgiveness. Yes, Lord. For you. And I had to bring him back in and say, I have to extend the same grace that God has extended to me. Right. And it freed me, but it also showed me how we have to be towards one another because God doesn't do us like that. You know, yes. right? That's right. God doesn't, um, he doesn't love us one minute and then hate us the next because we've done something wrong. God loves us no matter what we've done, that God just, he's just merciful like that. Amen. It's, it's Come here, prodigal son. Exactly. Come here, prodigal son. That's it. Yes. That's it. So, we, you know, I was, um, I was engaged in a, um, a, a Facebook discussion. I, I, it, I, it didn't last long for me because, you know, I say what I say and I get off. But <laughs> they, they had posted can faith and fear exist together? Mm -hmm. And of course, someone who was Christian posted it. And of course, some people who are going to believe that they cannot from, from a Christian perspective, they feel like, and then of course they cited, um, God did not give us a spirit of fear. And I was like, well, uh, well, what I've read from the characters in the Bible, I don't, I don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. Come here, Esther. Come here, Moses, with your stammer and self. I need right. you to go and talk to Pharaoh. Don't go. tell me they were not fearful. Come here, David. I need you to go slay Goliath. Right. So my thing is, I am of the opinion that they can, because it is through the fear that faith comes and courage is developed. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think with everything that we're saying here tonight is God will use people so that when he brings them through their situation as fearful as they might be with whatever mental illness that they're dealing with whatever he brings them through that so that their testimony can show someone else i those 12 those 12 disciples that i had that was a motley crew <laughs> they, were, they were not the best of the best but i mm -hmm. knew them because i needed to show everybody come as you are i'll clean you up along the way That's and i'm right. going to use you to my good Amen. so that others can see that it does not matter whatever you say about you is not what i whatever you see about yourself is not what i see and it's not that's, what i'm going to right. say that's right that's right so be transparent mm -hmm. please because i can still use you and i'm going to use you mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. But he tell the woman, he said, um, I have need of thee. Yes. He had her, despite that she'd been with five men and the one she had. The one you met ain't even yours. Yes. But yes. What did she do? She was able to go now and, and witness and bring others in because he healed her. He was able to tell her um, what, she's, what she was, who she yeah. was but still love her in the process. In the process. And that love was able to win others because on, they, also, they also knew who, her, who she was. They also knew her reputation 
But still, she was able to lead them to Christ. And that's how we're supposed to be. That's how we're supposed to be. Look, people gonna discount Rahab. Come here, Rahab, and and come out the the lineage. Exactly. Come out that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. People, people's views, that mm-hmm. I think I think people's views of who God can use are so messed up. Very. You know, um, especially people that are, are just coming into the faith or you know, they they think they gotta be already there to mm-hmm. be used. And I always say, Y'all looking at people in the world, go read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Go, go go look who he used, the imperfect imperfect people that he mm-hmm. used in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And and so yeah, people their expectation of what it's supposed to be is warped. Yeah. But you know what? I think I think he was able to use those who were imperfect because of their humility. Mm-hmm. People who feel like they've got it all together and they are just this, that, so and the other, God can't use them. God doesn't use that. I, right. I call them wishy washy. Yeah. Right. Well, we have some wishy-washy believers, and we have to get to a place where we are leading others through um, through Christ, right? Absolutely. And, and and through the Word, because yeah, we're not going to always walk in the Spirit. We're not. We're human. So right. we need a refilling. We need to stop at the spiritual gas station to to get refueled as well. But we have to make sure that we are leading from a place of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can win others um, to Christ and help them um, to be able to share their stories with us so that they can be healed. So we'll know what scripture to give them or how to pray. You know, we need to pray pivotal prayers, you know, right on the spot what you're dealing with. And so we need to get to that place where we're connected to God so that we'll know how to help his people. Because Amen. they need it, you know. I don't know what it is to 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 be on drugs, but there's somebody that God saved who does. Right. Absolutely. I don't know what it is to be a homosexual, but there's somebody out there who does where That's God right. picked them up. And so all of us are in a place where we can reach somebody else. That's but right. if we're ashamed and we're we don't become transparent, then we're not helping anyone, right? That's right. That's right. So we Man. make sure that we are um, allowing God to to use us. And as, as as my pastor told me years ago, we have to also be careful of how we testify and tell mm. our, our story because people will take it and use it as gossip, right? Oh, yeah. We don't want to do that, but we want to be somewhere where we can be free to share our stories where people will receive it mm-hmm. and then they too can be healed in those areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, uh, where's the other topic we had on? on, um, So we like to diagnose people spiritually. We (laughs) look spiritual diagnosis when in reality they need more than that. Right. Um, And people shy away from seeing a Christian therapist because they figure you know, something's wrong with me, I can't do this. And then they're sneaking and making appointments or they don't make them at all. Um, mm. so a couple of Christian therapists who will always lead them back to God, but people need to know that they they can go to these Christian therapists to, to speak. And sometimes it's also good to go to somebody you don't know, just someone outside yeah. of the circle who don't know you and you can just receive it without feeling ashamed. Absolutely. That's true. Yeah. I am. Um, my first 
therapist that I saw, um, gosh, I saw her for six years. And like every time I saw her, you know, whenever you see one, you um, get asked the question, have you, well, you sign a confidentiality statement saying that you, know, you agree if, if you, between your visits, if you have thoughts of harming yourself, um, that you'll be transparent about that or whatever. And so for six years, you know, that was always the first question. And I would always answer no, that I, you know, hadn't had those thoughts because if you answer positive, then the session that's over right there, you mm -hmm. can't proceed further or whatever. And I, and she was Christian, she was a Christian counselor. And I'll never forget the session that I answered yes. And she looked up, she goes, Christina, because wow. you know, we can't continue. And I was like, yes, I know. <laughs> and so she referred me back to my um, physician. And so, but to your point, yes. Um, and it wasn't somebody that was in my church or anything like that, but um, my primary care physician knew about my faith. And because he's been my, um, position for so long he respected that and he referred me to to her and then um i continued you know to see her um for you know uh, several you know years um after that but yes that is very important too that people need to understand getting with someone if, if that is an important piece for you that you you feel comfortable being with someone who shares your faith seek that out ask for referrals ask your you know your primary care physician that that you feel comfortable with and they can refer someone um refer you to someone or do your own research and mm -hmm. read the reviews and that sort of thing because they are out there and um she definitely respected my my values and my uh, my core values and my views um she didn't even um, she didn't even look like me like she wasn't black or anything like that but she she came from the perspective of she was christian mm -hmm. and we could relate from that mm -hmm. perspective she listened to me and those that was very important and i was able to be transparent yeah i remember uh wow it's many years ago that i first saw my therapist and he went down to some core issues till I had to go back from childhood mm -hmm. up and didn't realize the things that I had suppressed. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and so then he, um, I guess I can say his name, his name, Dr. Perry. And so he has these two prayers that he's written that I often go back to. Um, and one of them is the pure heart prayer. And then the other one is the forgiveness prayer. And so you have to put names or things in there, even maybe your own name. And I remember um, for the first few times and maybe even year, I could not read those prayers without crying. Mm -hmm. wow. um, because it was so much, you know, because we're like onions. There's layers, layers. of us that, that has to come off. But, um, you know, it's a growing process. But Absolutely. he went to the core issues of what what is going on and it freed me it really mm -hmm. freed me and it freed mm -hmm. the minister it, it it really did because you know even though i knew because god actually called me to at 19 but i didn't acknowledge the call till i was 26. oh wow and so it was because of all those things that were I was I was juggling with, not you know feeling inadequate or you know I'm, I'm extremely shy. I'm an introvert, 
um, <laughs> so cause from that, you know, but um, I, I thank God for him. And I thank God for, for others who along the way, um, a, a friend of mine who, who helped me through that process as well. Mm -hmm. um, but look, so, but yeah. look at you now, listen to right. me. <laughs> introvert. <laughs> oh no, I am an introvert. And, oh my um, God, but look at this though. Look what you're doing. Look what God I know, did right? Yeah. Because of obedience, like I often yeah. tell people, um, I, I just decided to do it scared. Oh yeah, do it scared. And so if I'm going to do it, I have to do it afraid. Do it afraid. And, um, and that's what I'm doing. And God is 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 freeing me actually even doing this. Um, so I don't know what He has in store outside of this, but I'm obedient in this thing here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I have a yeah. quick story about. Uh, first of all, Joseph A. said Jesus plus therapy equal, equals a successful life. Amen. I like that. I, I do like too. That. Yes. This is this is kind of funny and serious. Um, I was speaking to a therapist one time, and my stuff was so deep he started crying. <laughs> wow. wow! But let me tell you what I loved about that. It made me know that I was talking number one to somebody that wasn't just doing a job, mm -hmm. but was really um, connected to the things that I had been afraid to share and talk about with. Mm -hmm with anybody uh -huh. and that he was a person you know I, he was somebody i could trust he was somebody that had feelings you know i see some situational things on like on tv where people talk to therapists and they just talk and leave uh -huh. you know yeah. <laughs> you know the therapist just kind of lets them talk but when you know when you go to a spiritual therapist they give you more insight on and they make you dig deep but um we were both crying Mm -hmm. And uh, he apologized, but I'm like, no, you're, you're like, this is a heavy statement. I'm getting ready to say, but I'm like, you're the first man in my life that's cried over my issues. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I didn't get that from my own blood, mm -hmm. you know, or somebody that listened to me to, you know, understand to the degree that it made them cry. You don't have to cry, but at least feel what I'm saying. Right. Like love, you know, care enough to, to mm -hmm. understand. So yeah, I heard earlier today, I was listening to um, um, e, e, e. Dewey Smith and, mm -hmm. and um, Noel Jones, Noel Jones yeah. and um, they were talking about, it's okay to have a pastor and a therapist. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean God ain't God, you know? It doesn't mm -hmm. mean that, I didn't, that God can't heal or that he doesn't hear you. We just have got to get that because there's so much mental illness right now, especially in the last year since we're dealing with what we're dealing with and the yes. way people are having to handle life right now. Life is really uncertain. Things mm -hmm. are, we are living in a time of great uncertainty. So we need help. Yeah, because life has slowed down. So now we have, a time, we have time to sit back and see what's really going on. We have time to think. Usually yeah. on the go, we're running, 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 and we're so busy that, you know, some of those things that are really going on, they were just packed away somewhere. Now you have time to sit and think, you mm -hmm. know, and I believe that's what part of the, the issue is that we've all had this mental illness, but it's now where we come face to face with it. 
Yeah. So, um, Christina, you talked about earlier mental illness and, and what that looks like. Um, just share that again, because it's not just your cray cray, right? It's no. disorders where you're, you're overeating or you have a desire to cure yourself or and, and things like that. Um, right. So if you will share that again with our viewers. Yeah. So um, mental illness, the, the umbrella of mental illness, there's just a lot of things underneath that umbrella. Um, you know, poor body image, mm -hmm. you know, where like I was sharing with you with mine, like in mine first started with um, not as a gymnast, but um, when I was cheering, you know, in college and they said that I needed to be a certain weight. And I'm thinking, well, can't he lift more weight? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but having to hit a certain benchmark and um, and what that meant and how I had to like abuse my body mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm trying to meet someone else's um, objectives. Mm -hmm. and, and then what that does, you know, overall, because society says that women should look or be a certain size and and then what that does to you mentally. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing in terms of um, achievements, mm -hmm. um, you know, again, I work with athletes mm -hmm. and um, the pressure that gets put on the, the athletes either by themselves mm -hmm. or by their parents, if they aren't performing at a certain level, um, then that becomes a whole nother thing or on the kids in school. I mean, especially right now during the pandemic, because now everyone's doing or most of the kids are now doing virtual learning and their grades are not the same or, you know, they're not hitting certain achievement marks because, the, you know, the parents have set this certain standard. Um, and so how that does a self, you know, reflection on the, the, the students or the kids are like, well, my friends are doing this and I'm not doing that. And um, the, again, I, I primarily work with females. Um, and so in the sessions that I'm working with the females, I'm hearing things like, well, I don't, I, I'm not where my peers were. And I'm like, but who sets that mark? And so now I'm having to peel back the layers with work through with them on who, who says and who gets to make that decision or working with um, women who are professionals uh, like in the executive level and and um, like the microaggression that comes with African-American women who aren't getting promotions because, you know, their skin color, but their, their counterparts are, you know, just all of the societal things and what they, that does to their psyche um, and that sort of thing. So people have to recognize, you know, and of course the obvious ones, uh, if someone comes up to you and they tell you, oh, I'm thinking about committing suicide, that's kind of those biggie. Those are, those are the biggie that people think about, oh, they, they definitely have a mental disorder or, um, you know, the ones that most people are just glaring at you, but the subtle ones that people don't think that fall under a mental disorder or are the things like um, eating disorders, the things of um, people not things where people don't have that that great image of themselves whether that it's um the achievements that where they get promotions or the academic grades or if they aren't at a certain place in their career when they thought that they, all of that gets a domino effect 
Um, if they're not making a certain amount of money, like I know the big thing for men is like if they aren't providers for their family, that triggers depression. Most yes. of the time people don't realize that depression is a mental illness. Yes. It's a mental illness. It, we're not just talking about, oh, I feel sad today. Mm -hmm. that's, no. that's not what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Depression is the best way for me to describe depression or let me just say my depression that I had, it was like someone took a wool blanket and soaked it in water and put it over the top of me. Now, if you've ever had wool get wet, mm -hmm. it's heavy. Mm -hmm. It was very heavy. Mm -hmm. And it was just one of those things where it just stayed pitch dark all day, no matter how bright the sun was, mm -hmm. it was just dark. And you know when it's dark, you don't want to do anything. Oh, and so right. that's, that's what depression is like. You can't come out, you can't spin out of that. Mm -hmm. No matter how happy someone makes you, you can't spin right. out of it. Right, right. And so it's those things that someone needs to hear that testimony that says, God brought me out of that. Like they, they need to hear, they need to be able to come to the church, to the hospital, Right. To say, this is how I'm feeling today. Right. Without being judged. Without <laughs> being judged. Right. It, it, that is so true. And um, someone has here, yes, poor baby, kids are not okay. No, the kids and the teachers are not okay. They're, they're not. not. And, and they I need to be able to say that they're not okay. I don't know how many people saw the video of the nine-year-old handcuffed and getting pepper sprayed. Awesome. It was awful. She's yeah. walking around talking about she wants to kill herself. Um, I'm sorry, but right. that baby is suffering. And then the mom is suffering too because she's under so much stress. It still doesn't make it right what she did. But, you know, my heart broke. I, I couldn't even watch the video. I, I couldn't. Yeah, I, I couldn't awesome. watch it. Yeah, like I have um, my son, as everyone knows, he was adopted, but he's um, also, I was also a um, therapeutic foster parent. And so you have kids that come through all kind of trauma. Um, hearing his story the first time actually made me cry. Mm -hmm. And so um, I realized that after he was adopted, we just, we moved. So now he's been adopted. We moved from one state, which I thought I was just doing it so he doesn't have to um, succumb to all that was around him in Connecticut, um, you know, for him to remember all of that, right? But then here, and then the pandemic happens. Oh, gosh. So then I'm, I'm wondering where all these different behaviors coming from. He's not a bad kid, mm -hmm. but there was just mischievous stuff, like, and I was just like, oh, gosh. And then God had to keep reminding me you know, where he is and we, we just talk about it. I pray, I anoint him yeah. and we just have powwow wild talks because yeah. yep. I was going crazy, yeah. <laughs> but realize yeah. he is dealing with um, some, some issues as well. And I didn't want him to slip into that mental depression type um, period. And so he knows that he can come to me and talk to me, but I also have to pull it out of him at times too. Because there are times or seasons that are going to happen in his life that he's going to remember some things that I have no control of because he knows the time of when these things happen. So he's going right. to actually um, respond to that. And so yeah. I just have to constantly keep him in prayer. It keeps me in prayer, period, because more fear. Um, and sometimes I have to call people and pray for me. I mm -hmm. call them, pray for me because, you know, He's getting on my nerves, but at the same time, I understand what he's going through. Um, right. You know, may not 
be to the full extent, but he he's dealing with some trauma and then yeah. on top of this pandemic. So yeah. you know, kids are not okay. No, they're right. not. I mean, like I work with them every day and I, they're scared. Um, and you can imagine how we feel like as adults, like we don't have the answers. We're, we're walking around here uncertain. Uh -huh. These kids, their brains have not developed. Yes. They and they do not understand what's going on, mm -hmm, and, right. and they don't have the vocabulary to express what they don't understand. Mm -hmm. Exactly, so it is. It is. It is. It is a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that means that we have to come together as believers in, in the body Amen. and have to pray. Amen. To pray, and we have to seek God for wisdom of how to reach uh, these people, these individuals, because they're crying out. Yes. to have an eye to see what is out there right they're not speaking like some of the things that i've been through i can spot a person that is dealing with what i've been through even though mm -hmm. I'm i can say no you're not okay i'm okay yes. no, you're not right. okay. no you're not and then yeah. they need to start crying or you know they'll say yeah and then they know that's their cue that they can share and then we pray um, right and and we go through scriptures Amen. You know, people know that they can call me. Some of them call me at crazy times, but um, God has given me the grace to be up 2.30 in the morning, talking to somebody <laughs> at 5 o'clock in the morning, someone calling you, you know, 1 o'clock. But that's what um, they need. I'd rather for them to call me than to take their life, and then I wake up in the morning and discover that they oh, called Jesus. me and took their life. I don't want right. that for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we just have to be in a place where people feel comfortable in coming to us as as leaders, as believers. We don't necessarily have to be a leader, but if right. we're a believer, a non-believer, or even a believer who's struggling, should be able to find one of us and talk to one of us. Period. And so be available. Yes. Right. Be available. I'm fat. I'm yes. faithful, available, and I'm teachable. Love yes. it. There's going to be some things I don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I seek God or I seek others who know. So most mm -hmm. of my friends are smarter than me. I hang with people that I can learn from. Exactly. Exactly. And I have to hang around people who are, who are um, strong in the faith as well. Mm -hmm. So that they don't just agree with you. No, we got to pray. You know, they're not going to just watch you, you know, self-inflict yourself. Yeah. Yeah. We have gone over our uh, <laughs> hour, but this is this is good, and people are still watching with us. So apparently, being blessed by this, but I Amen. am so excited that um, you guys said yes. Um, we're having a, another discussion panel. You're welcome to join us. It's going to be on the seventeenth. Um, we're having a discussion. Can I just be real? Mm. Can I just be real? Um, so we have um, it's six of us that's going to be on wow. one. Um, so we people need to be to be real, and I don't know how to stress that enough. You know, we right. have fake folk, and right. a lot of fake folk. And people can't be real, and um, oh. they need to be real. They need to know that I'm not okay today, and it's okay. But and it's okay, and I can't stay there though. But I need to be able to call Christina. I need to be able to call Nancy. Or mm -hmm. I need to be able to call someone that can to help me pray through. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and we need to make sure that we're in that place. Right. Yeah. 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 
Exactly. Yes. Any closing uh, remarks that either one of you want to share for our viewers, listening audience? Something you want to leave them with uh, so that they can take away? Well, yeah, just I would say that there's nothing that you've been through in your life that can keep you from having a complete, full, and loving relationship with God. Mm. He's a, I don't care what you've seen, you know, because a lot of people turn away because of what they've seen uh -huh. Christians do and people in the church. God is available 24-7, and you can have a relationship with God after a horrible life or things that you've gone through. Don't let nobody tell you that your testimony, because I'm a, I'm a victim of being told, not a victim, I'm a victor now, but I... <laughs> Yes, I've been yes. told on several occasions, your testimony is too personal, you know, and uh, it hurt at the beginning, but something about it, it just kept, you know, allowing me to share. So be open to the spirit and trust God. Someone has said part three. <laughs> I see that. I see that. Part um, and, and that's encouraging because that, that lets me know that I've, I've heard from God. The, the, Amen. The, now, the woman who's coming on, <clears throat> excuse me, April 7th, um, she, you know, I like to support my, my, my family and friends when they're doing something. So mm -hmm. she had this song and I downloaded it, but I didn't listen to it right away because I, I said it would eventually play in my feed. I just wanted to download it and support her. And so when I was doing the intro and outro video, um, I had someone writing my, my theme song. And um, so I put that in place so that I can have the timing for the video. And it was like two o'clock in the morning and this song, I'm going crazy, but there's nobody in here for me to share this with. <laughs> like, oh my God. And the song is called Destiny, but she starts off saying, Jeremiah 29 says, and then they go into singing. and. Whew, I was so blessed. I couldn't wait till the next morning to tell her and get her permission. So that's the song I used for the outro video because I said it has to be used even though I had the theme song I needed it to be used. But that song blessed me so much that I was like, this is just is unbelievable. And so then I kept hearing will of God for your life and I kept hearing God's will and I was like okay God I know I heard from you and so when I reached out to various ones like Nancy was my first one because uh, the other gentleman just didn't want to do it but God had a ram in a bush and she didn't ask any questions other than what what you need me to do and, and, she, and I told her the topic she came on and so here we have a part two and now <laughs> they're requesting a part three that's like Awesome. So it's 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 amazing how God will speak to us um, and let us know exactly what we need. And I believe that tonight you ladies said something that have inspired or encouraged others to maybe seek a, a, a therapist or to seek God more or just to be transparent. Um, that's also where we get our healing from when we are transparent. Mm -hmm. You know, God, I'm a mess and I need you. That's it. That's okay. Um, I would just want to leave with you, um, those who are watching or who may be listening. Just know that wherever you are, if at the moment that you have any thoughts that of harming yourself, um, please reach out to the National Suicide Hotline. Amen. They are available 24 seven and um, speak with someone. 
Um, and just know that even in our imperfect beings as we are, and even if you are experiencing some disappointments from the church, um, God still loves you. Yeah. And you, your life is worth it. There is absolutely nothing that you have done, can do, or will do that will take God, take you away from God. He loves you and he wants you to have everything that he desires for you. And all you have to do is just cry out to him and ask him to save you. And just Amen. like the prodigal son, he will be standing there waiting for you. God Amen. is not like man. He is not. So whatever you have in your mind about God is going to ask you to do this and jump through whatever hoop, that's not God. Right. He is there waiting to forgive you and to accept you with open, loving arms. But you are needed. You have a special gift that others need. And don't you dare go through whatever plan that you had in place. It has been canceled. And God wants you here. And I want you here. You are needed. You are worthy. Amen. We haven't done this before. Um, And so I want one of you to close us out in prayer. For, Amen. Uh, 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 for our audience, um, just to close us out in, in prayer. Um, somebody had a prayer request. I think Joseph A. Is there a prayer request out there? You can type it in um, if there's a prayer request. Or was he asking that if anyone had one? Oh, I'm not sure. Okay. Amen. Amen. Um, he says to pray for my family and his uncle who passed. Okay. As well as um, we had a, I have a first cousin who passed away January 23rd. Um, I'm still shocked by that one as well. Um, but God has been a keeper um, and we've been praying for one another. So I believe that um, God will um, heal us. Um, but if you guys can, so I can um, offer prayer. Amen. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I'll do it. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. For me. We thank you for Nancy. We thank you for this thank platform. You, we thank you, thank you for every listener, for every viewer. Lord God, we thank you for the information that you have allowed to come forth. And Lord Lord God, God. we don't know the needs that are present here right now in this moment. We don't even know the needs that will be present in the future in the rebroadcasting. But thank God we serve a God that is all-knowing, that is all present and that is all powerful and because we serve you and because you are all of those things to us and for us we give you all the glory and all the praise lord right now because you have called it done because of the blood that was shed on the cross on our behalf it is done we thank you lord god that covid is not the end We thank you, Lord God, that even right now, because of what's going on, that we are all survivors. 
Lord yes. God, we lift up the family members for those who have gone on. And we thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. We thank Touch you, Lord God, God in, in our sadness oh, for missing God, him, that, that you have given us understanding that to be absent is to be present with you. Yes, Lord. Yes, and we so thank God. you, Lord God, for allowing us to enjoy them. Yes. We thank you, Lord God, that we're going to have their memories and their legacy to carry yes. us through and to carry us on. Lord God, right now, we claim victory over mental illness. Yes, Lord God. Thank you for the deliverance. Thank you, Lord God, for those who were contemplating suicide tonight. Save the hand. And we pray, Lord God, right now that you would speak to these individuals and that you would send your sources and resources to get to those individuals who would help to continue what you have started. And right now, Lord God, as we close out this time, yes, we ask, Lord God. God, for a special blessing on every household that is represented. Yes, yes we ask that you would cover them. Everybody here. And we pray, Lord God, that your love would just permeate all around. Yes, we pray you, for our leaders, Lord God. Yes, we pray that yes, they would make sound decisions, Lord God, that are based on you. Jesus. We yes, know, Lord God. God, that this year is not about us, but yes, that oh this year is about, about you Jesus. and that you would receive all of the glory. It is in yes, your Jesus. name that we pray Jesus. and we ask. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God be the glory. I thank you, God. I am so whew, refreshed. Amen. <laughs> Amen. God, God is awesome. Um, so we're going to close out. We have next week joining us um, Archivius Armstrong. Uh, this is actually his book. I don't see, you know, if you guys can see this or not. But he's oh. going to be with us um, next week on whatever you lost, God will restore. Oh. Amen. Come back Amen. and join with us. He has a story to tell about. Um, overcoming and God restoring. Um, Amen. Lost. Awesome. So um, I am so overwhelmed right now with just, I'm just so excited in God. I am, and I believe Amen. that um, our viewers um, have been healed. Um, Amen. They didn't think they could heal from. I thank you, uh, Sister Christina, for that prayer. I thank you for us tonight. Amen. Um, don't be surprised if we have to do a part three. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, you'd be a part, um, Sister Christina, of that um, on the 17th of the, the roundtable discussion that we're going to have. Um, okay. Come back for that. But um, can I just be real? It will be that topic on the 17th. Okay. That sounds good. Thank you again for having Amen. me. Amen. Nice God bless you. Nancy. Nice meeting you too. God bless you both. God bless you. Yes. Um, so we're going to um, close out and um, you guys stay there. And we'll be right back. Okay. According to Jeremiah 29, God has a plan. Come on, Joel. Let's encourage the people. And we know all things work together. Please join Shirley and her special guest again next week for another riveting and informative session of His Will for Your Life podcast. And I trust Him with my whole heart. For you have a plan.